The House of Hades, Chapter 25, Hazel. Everything smelled like poison. Two days after leaving Venice, Hazel still couldn't get the noxious scent of Eau de Cal Monster out of her nose. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. how fast you did it so that you didn't start laughing. Brayden, I literally, like, I don't know why, but it's just the way that you exhaled right before I started, you were like, that's like, okay with my bothering you, and it made me just start laughing. You're always bothering me, Neve. Do you you guys on the podcast want to know a funny line that I said to Brayden the other day? Because we were seeing Ava's, the show that Ava choreographed together, and literally, like, nothing, I'm going to say, like, three of the millions of things we said to each other pre-show were, like, Nice. Like, none of them were okay. <laughs> nice to each other. And I was like, you know, if for some reason, any reason, a private investigator was hired to follow us around, they would be like, what is with these two people? Because they spend, like, almost every waking moment next to each other, but they don't really seem to like each other. <laughs> but and They would have nailed it. Brayden likes me, guys. Anyways, welcome back to Return to Camp Half Fun. How are you? How are you, Neve? No, <laughs> no, Ava always goes first. How's Ava? I, I don't do. care about Neve. I'm fine. Right. I'm doing a-okay. I, I have some things I want to talk about for these chapters, um, and they're really just simply not on topic, and I I'm cannot excited. fucking wait. They, these were some good-ass chapters. They, they really, were. really were. Um, so, Neve, I guess... How are you? All right. Let's strain Brayden. I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm Th- doing that's okay. It? Oh, you um, think that would make me mad, the fact that you're doing well? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm no, certainly I, not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right. Um, not many updates other than like what I've said in the past couple episodes is like what I know I'm going to be dealing with for the next few weeks so I'm sure it's even going to be accurate when we like actually release this honestly because that's what I know I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast I feel like we probably have in the past but I was working on Brayden's senior song for our acapella group today and it's Good Kid from the Lightning Thief musical yeah. and guys, we have not so said good. that do not expose me what are you talking about it's, it's so fun do not expose the fact that I have one personality trait and it's Percy Jackson <laughs> One other. You really like Marvel. Um, and X-Men. That's true. I actually do like a lot of things and have a vast knowledge of... You contain multitudes. Too many things. You're right. No, there's, it's going to be so good. But there's only a Percy good. Jackson musical. It's going to be so good, and I'm so excited, and he's going to kill it. So, we'll probably have to post it on our Instagram. Oh my somewhere. god, absolutely no. There's a reason why I control the Instagram. Brayden, it'd be fun. Guys, please DM us if you want to hear Brayden sing Good Kid on oh, our Instagram when he God. sings it at the final concert for our <laughs> No, I'm kidding. We can cut that out if you want. Anyways, no, how okay. are you, Brayden? I'm okay. Um, one of my production team members quit today. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. So, that's a lot. Um, they're... Dramaturgy? Turgy? I don't want to keep calling it turgy. Dramaturgy is like, sure, definitely a thing people will go to master's programs in theater for, 
Do I believe it's super necessary? No. So it I'm kind is. of fine. No, okay. Just Here's my thing. Right Here's my thing is I do agree that there is a role for it in a, definitely in a historical piece. Right. Um, it is even more important. I, and I think there is, there is a, uh, a purpose to it for sure. Um, but I do think that, um, directors should be doing a lot of the dramaturgy work themselves. Yeah. And like in a show where you're not going for historical accuracy and don't need someone whose like literal job it is like, that's important if you're doing like a like Downton Abbey and you're like, need someone who's in charge of making sure things are historically accurate. Mm. If you're doing a play that not doesn't necessarily trying to portray historical accuracy, I do believe a lot of that work should be done by the director themselves, just because like you need to know that and have a lot of that prior knowledge yourself. So, um, is that stressful that I'm missing a production team member? Yes. Does it feel super necessary? And am I like, if I don't pull one out of my ass, um, (laughs) that I'm going to be a mess. I like, it's fine. Like it's, I will, I will deal, you know? Yeah. So, um, that's where I'm at. So, welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. Yeah. Um, this week we'll be discussing uh, The House of Hades, chapters 25 through 28 mm. out of um, 78. <laughs> it's the longest book ever. It really is. And just, it's just funny because in like, mo- like most of the other books, we would be like over halfway through. Yeah. But in this We're part. about... A quarter way through this book. Jesus. It's just funny, um, like, how long this book is. Um, not as much in page. Long, a lot of chapters. Um, shorter chapters. But, um... Through the theme of <laughs> distraction. Um, clearly, um, we are experts. Yeah. In That's this distraction. Theme, Absolutely. This theme. Yeah. Um, so, uh, who else better to talk about that than us? Mm-hmm. Um, with special guests, us. So true. Ava? Oh. Oh. You have the duty and the honor. Oh. The privilege, one may say. Of providing us a summary in 3, 2, 1, go. Okay, I'm afraid. Um, first time I was afraid? No. Um, okay. So, essentially, there's a weasel, um, polecat, if you will. Her name is Gail, I believe, unless I'm wrong. Um, and she's a little sassy motherfucker who can't stop farting. And also, <laughs> then, basically, what happens is they run into, like, a big turtle the size of an island, and they're like, what is this bitch doing here? <laughs> and then they, basically, there's this bitch, and I don't remember his name, but it sounds like Skyrim, and... Um, he basically is like, well, clean my feet or wash or something. And they're like the most disgusting dogs you've ever seen in your life. And basically what happens is like, he'll kick you into the sea and the turtle will eat you. But Hazel like, like, uh, like figures out a way to, um, get away with it and not do that. That was incredible. Oh my God. You spent the first, well, five seconds singing. The next ten seconds describing Gail the 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 the, 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 
Ferret? What, what, the polecat. What was the word you used to describe her? I already forgot. A sassy polecat who can't stop farting. <laughs> sassy, oh, that's sassy little motherfucker. <laughs> sassy little motherfucker who <laughs> can't stop farting. That's me laughing. And then you describe the turtle island as, what is this bitch doing? <laughs> <laughs> um... That was excellent. I think you used bitch about three times in those 45 seconds. Um, (laughs) It was uh, so funny. It was incredible. And actually, frankly, you nailed most of it. I know. I do think that was my best summary I think I've ever given up. The nastiest dog you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) Listen. I see no faults. Um, That was excellent. They're like... They were long chapters, so there are like minor details, but like we don't need the minor details because those were the big details. We need the heavy hitters, especially the first fifteen seconds talking about um, Gail the polecat. So true. Well, I mean, at the very Hades end, also, also shows up. I was so. gonna say there's also the whole thing with Hades, and that's one of the things I want to talk about is the shit that Hades says. Yeah, but that'll be for you know, actually for this next section, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and we do get the like reveal that it's like it's pacify. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> That's what I that it's and then, actually and everyone insane. went. Who the fuck is Pacify? No, bitch. <laughs> no, I see. I, I I only really know her because I read Cersei. Oh, I know her from my high school. Okay, but also yes. Oh, I have a lot to say about that bitch. Bitch Before. non bitch with love. Bitch non derogatory. Non derogatory. I love her. She was done so dirty. I. Hmm. She did. She did have sex with a bull. Yeah, Zeus, like, tricked her into doing that. I know, and I feel... I That was not me blaming her. I, I'm saying I just feel so bad. I feel and so- any villainous thing she does is warranted because that had to happen to her. Right, and it's like she did, like, she did not consent to that. And also, like, that resulted in the birth of, like... One of the most vicious Greek monsters you've ever... Like, how do you not blame yourself? Like, that's... Oh, my God. Anyway, we'll get there. Um, I just have... I, I just love her. I love a um, classical heroine who has done dirty but is still a bad bitch. Period. Um, what songs did we bring this week? So fucking ready. Listen. Not once in my life have I condoned this artist... I don't like him, okay? I don't, at all. Actually, I have a lot of issues with him. But this song has been stuck in my head for so many hours in a row today. But specifically, a verse that comes near the end. And it goes, and it goes like this. (laughs) Oh no. Pull. Pull up in the monster automobile gangster with a bad bitch who comes from Sri Lanka. Okay, You've, there's so many monsters in this chapter. Oh, this is so loose, bestie. Okay, as you say every time, it's either grand or a flop. So <laughs> You're right. Last week, she was the Grand Budapest Hotel. However, this week, she is... Oscar the Grouch's home. A trash can. If you that will. was that was that was bold to call it a home. I just wanted to put that out there. Listen, where else is he gonna go? Um, but yeah, no. So um, first things first, I'll eat your brain. Like we're going full monster by Kanye West because that is just such a big one. The turtle. 
You're right. That's the size no, of my life. No, I, I, I do respect. I do. I, I'll give it to you. The thought path makes sense. It's also just so for I Ava. Had a joke song. Yeah. Was yours monster? No. <laughs> the motherfucking monster. No, I had a joke song, but no. mine. No, go for it, because mine is not super serious either. All right, it's just a joke chapter in the playlist. Sorry, I don't know why we all decided to make. I mean, mine is technically correct, but still kind of funny. I've been listening to the song Sneakers by Knox a lot recently, and this song... So you said Sneaker Night by Vanessa Hutchins? That would also work, but I didn't say that. Um, And this this chapter includes feet, and it was incredibly jarring to me, so I feel like it should be Oh, that's funny. You get it. Normalize putting shoes like sneakers on feet and never talking about them in this manner. Yeah. Yeah, I actually Um, hate feet so much. I do, so, this is not my choice, but I do want to give an honorable mention to Sneaker Night by Vanessa Hudgens. Um, <laughs> besties should, besties should all be grateful she got out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's um, true. Vanessa Hudgens could have wrote Lover. Taylor Swift could not have wrote Sneaker Night. That's fucking bold. Do you know Taylor Swift for sure would never have written Sneaker Night? <laughs> and I do stand by that fact. That is true. I'm also 90% sure Vanessa Hutchins didn't write Sneaker Night either. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Mickey Mouse himself wrote it. But um my uh selection is one I am not hundred percent sure I haven't selected before. Oh. Um It is the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song. Fuck yeah! Um Otherwise known as He's a Pirate. I fucking love. But Skyron was just giving Jack Sparrow vibes. That's his name. I called him Skyrim. Sorry. You did call him Skyrim, but that was apt. Um, But just such Jack Sparrow vibes. And it was just very Pirates of the Caribbean, these chapters. So I did have to go straight to the source. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It also gave me Sea of Monsters. It was like a sweet little. It did. It was. It was giving Sea of Monsters. Yeah. It's giving Sea of Monsters. It's giving. <laughs> so true. Um, what were our favorite parts of these chapters? Okay, so first of all, they mentioned. She was so ready. They. I have two. Um, obviously, they mentioned Pacify. We start talking about her, and I'm just so ready to be filled with angst towards Zeus once again. Um, because there is nothing I love more than, like, an Electra, a Clytemnestra, a Pacify, like, a Penelope, like, some bitches who were done wrong. Like, I, like, I just, I love uh, a Greek heroine. Because none of them are boring. Like, like, even though they were written so stupidly long ago, like, in at least in like the Ovid and the Homer and the like the Seneca like things I've read, obviously I'm not I don't have a PH fucking date in classics. Oh how I wish I did. But I mean you could still could. I know I think, nothing's stopping. I you. think about it sometimes, I'm gonna be honest. But um but I don't know, like there was just something so like pure and advanced in the notion of like, I don't know. Even though these men were men, and there is boo, no, yeah, <laughs> and I, I do think there's like automatically like when a man writes a woman, it is so often like there are so often so many misogynistic overtones. But like I don't know, I don't know how these old ass Greek men 
wrote these women in such a weirdly complex and like genuinely powerful light. Not like, ooh, she's powerful and empowered because I, I said so and because she has wears muscle tees or whatever. Like, <laughs> like no, like they're actually. I, I, yeah, I don't know where that came from. Um, but no, they actually have, have so much to them that would hold up to this day. And I just really am such a Greek heroine fan club. My other favorite part was that they mentioned the Byzantine Empire, and I geek the fuck out. Thank you for your time. Yeah. It is... Fastly is really, like, a good for... Good for her character. Um, <laughs> and if there's one thing we've established on this podcast, we love a good for her character. Mm-hmm. Um, I directed a production of Medea. Yep, they did. Who is... Yes, they did. The titular... Uh, Good for her character. Literally. Um, she's... Mm. She is the blueprint for Scarlet Witch. She is the blueprint for Jean Grey. So damn Who true. we also stand on this podcast. Both of them. I, um, uh, I'm literally wearing a Vision and Scarlet Witch t-shirt. I need you all to know that right now. It's my, probably my favorite t-shirt I own. So... Um, yeah. My other favorite parts were um, when Jason got thrown off the cliff. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> literally, exactly. <laughs> to be frank, I was like, I know that this is not like real in a certain way, but also he really was thrown off the cliff. You can just fly. Yeah, so he didn't. He didn't get snapped up. But <laughs> <been> funny. <laughs> I I really appreciate your use of the word snapped. Thank you. Me too. I used the word um, when I was home. This is like a story I forgot to ever tell you guys. So I guess the the listeners are gonna know too. When I was home, I developed a habit of really, like, leaning into calling strawberries strawberries. You would. I don't know if, like, the people on the podcast have noticed. I'm sure they have at this point. That Neve loves to, like, make a, like, not, like, I don't want to frame this wrong. She's not, doesn't like talking a baby voice, but she loves no. to insert, like, one baby type word. <laughs> um, yeah. No, Yeah. <laughs> You one lone what is the baby fucking thing you said word. yesterday? You said leggies. <laughs> <laughs> like she, she'll, she'll be having totally like, adult voice too. Like yeah. I do not change my tone of voice. No. no, like I will, I will ask my mother like straight out, like, "Oh, did you get strawberries at Costco?" <laughs> and she's like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's straw- strawberries." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, I, I it's like, oh, what do you want for McDonald's? It's like, oh, I'll have like uh, fries and uh, chicky nuggies and yeah, a milkshake, yeah. like. It's, like, very, like, matter-of-fact. It and keeps we, you on your toes. We never really know when it's coming. <laughs> it keeps on your toes. You are and a like, walking Rosetta Stone. It's, like, I don't even know if I could do it, like, the way that you're able to. Um, often imitated, never, never duplicated. duplicated. So true. Um, so, yeah. Strawberries. Strawberries. That's pretty good. I don't know where I even came up with it. Like, I did not get that from the internet. Like, it is it is a totally original... Well, probably not. Everyone on TikTok proves to me every day that I've never had a unique experience. But, like... Yeah, the it, chicky, chicky nuggies is not, exactly. not just you. That one, but so that strawberries very is internet. something that came to me naturally. And I, like, cannot explain why it did. Um, That's funny. Yeah, you just love to, like, change the way a word sounds. It's fun. Keeps on your toes. No, it is fun. It's always it very funny. It always really gets you know? me. Yeah. I walk into many situations like, how can I make this about me? And changing a word like that, it's about me now. Oh, I wish Jason got snapped. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. Thanos. Yeah? 
I was going to make a sentence and then I just said to not. You were going to make a sentence and didn't finish it. And it's okay. I respect that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, any other favorite moments? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I, I do like just the visual of... Okay. So the cliff gave... Um, my name is Inigo Montoya. Can my father prepare to die? It, I, I, that's actually the first thought when they started climbing that cliff. I was like, it's giving Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. I envisioned it. I envisioned it in my brain. Um, and they were there and that's what the sitch was. And it just like the visual was grand for me. And I know that's not like a universal thing. So like, is that technically my a favorite moment? Like, yeah, fuck you. Yes, it is. And I, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, I'd agree. I do think we need to add Princess Bride to the um the movie lineup. Yes. I've seen that movie probably more than I've seen any other movie in the world. I love yeah. it so so much. No, I mean a reveal. I mean this is I should I should stop revealing what movie we're about to watch at the end of the season because last season we we skipped the movie. It was um, hard to find. It was hard to we actually the thing is we couldn't find Roman Holiday and so we were like might as well just like not jump into the next book. But um, yeah, we are gonna watch Mamma Mia. Yeah, the fuck we are. Yes. Um, because it takes place in Greece. <laughs> Which is, uh, which is a lot closer than some of the other movies we've watched so far. That's not true. It's, it's definitely one of our weakest arguments. It's definitely one of our weakest. But um, get ready to watch us talk about Mamma Mia. I could talk about that for hours. Me too. It's, oh my god, one of my favorite films of all time. Um, I love Mamma Mia. Me too. And Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. Mm. Here We I Go did, Again. We all saw that in theaters, correct? Mm, I actually didn't. <gasps> what? I know, I wanted to. Yeah, sorry, I didn't get to the movie theater. You know, I... Really... I mean, you're straight, so... <laughs> I know, I actually did sin. I'm gonna be honest, I really didn't go to the movie theater that often until knowing you. I, okay. For those who don't know this about me, I love the movies. Yep. Um, I don't like doing a lot of things. Like, activity-wise, <laughs> I'm not, like, an activity person. I don't... I don't like to, like, go to an amusement park. I'm not apt to go to the beach. Like, I will, like, as, like, if, like, as a thing to do with people. But, like, no, like, I, those are just, like, things that are coming to my mind that are, like, things people do. Like, I don't like to attend events. Um, I don't like to... The president of an I don't like to, to, get, to go to my, out of my... No, but I... You know this. I don't like to attend, like, an acapella concert. I like to be in it. <laughs> You know, like, it's just a I like to do things. I'm not a, like, like, I have things that I do in, like, that I make in a very, like, work fashion. But, like, recreationally, um, not a lot to me. Um, I'm more of a, like, consume media at home, alone kind of person. Mm. I love to go to the movies. That is, like, the thing I like to do. Um, I will go to the movies alone. I will go to the, I will drag people to the movies with me. There's a movie theater in us that does $5 tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays. And it is incredible. Today. We should have gone today. It is a Tuesday. But we just, we just didn't have time. Um, but it's also $7 student tickets on other days. But um, I love the movies. And I will see pretty much anything. 
in theaters. Yeah, um, we saw um, the bad guys. Including Mamma Mia too. We did see the bad guys. The bad that guys was a low point, Ava. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, I know you did. It was it was not you bad. Enjoyed no, it, too. it was not. It was <laughs> no, it was not bad. But like, I do need to make it clear we weren't we weren't going out of our way. We just seen everything else oh, in the theater yeah, so far. Pretty much. Well, I love the theater. The movie theater. <laughs> you bitch. You also. You also. I as much as Brayden's like I hate theater. You just direct it too often. I think you might like it a little bit. Also majoring in it. Yeah, I am majoring in it. It's okay to like it a little bit. No, I do. I honestly, I actually. <laughs> it's okay to like it. So a little I actually, bit. I'm going to um, embarrass Ava. Now is my turn. I loved Indecent. Um, the production of Indecent yeah, that she worked talk on about it was now. like was like a good like reminder of like why theaters wow I love theater yeah um it's just such an incredible show that deals with like for people who don't know what Indecent is about it is I think we talked about this briefly but like it is a it is a Holocaust story um in the way that like it, it like ends in the hol- it, it's a Jewish story from like the beginning of of the the twentieth century so it ends in the Holocaust. Um, so it's, it's not a happy or fun show. Um, but it was really, really good. But it's really compelling, really important. Um, I honestly don't want to say too much about it because, frankly, what? Like, there's yeah, a PBS there's, re- there's, there's a, a PBS recording of it. And I really I, don't I, want. fucking walk. I, yeah, run, run don't run, fucking don't walk. Run, fucking walk. Listen, if you internalize one thing that I've said to all of you listeners over the past... I mean, this is the ninth season... I believe. But um, one thing, it is watch this fucking play. Listen, I don't care if you like theater. You better. Like, you better like this. Because here's the thing. Ava is tying you up and strapping you to a chair <laughs> and making you, you watch it. You fucking watch this play. Okay, listen. I discovered this show in 2017. I have not shut the fuck up about it for five years. There's a scene that makes me cry every single time. And it's not even traditionally a sad scene necessarily. It's just like a scene that like... Oh god, I can't even... Okay, so essentially, um, TLDR, it is the story of a play that was written by a uh, Polish Jewish playwright named Sholomash. Um, This play is called The God of Vengeance. It essentially deals with like um, this brothel owner named Yekel whose daughter falls in love with... Um, one of the prostitutes at the brothel. Um, and basically it deals with Jewish identity. It deals with queerness. Um, it, it, it is everything and more literally run to walk. It, it is my favorite play in the entire world and universe and more. And, uh, yeah, these these two, these two um, came to see us, and I, I'm so glad that they yeah, had Yeah, it, it was really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take a break, and then we'll come back to talk about the theme of distraction. We're back. And not distracted. And not distracted whatsoever. We're actually laser-focused. <laughs> We're on all, our theme this week. We're all staring directly into the microphone. <laughs> like, so focused on what we're doing. Distraction. Hazel does illusions, and they're distractions. Like, I don't... Like, I, I said that in a funny way, but, like, that is, like, literally, like... Yeah. The premise of it is, like... I... 
so we've talked about this with Piper and like Piper's the way that like the power and I think we talked about this in the first chapter too is like how like powers get gendered in fantasy yeah. and like she has, she has illusions and trickery and like I know and I think it's interesting that in like when we talk about Piper being like you know having charm speak and stuff Piper's really the only like core member with the powers of Aphrodite's children and we literally have another child of Hades slash Pluto in the main character roundup but for some reason only Hazel's getting this treatment yeah even like they're like I mean I guess it's supposedly like her mother like um yeah it is it is like very like distinctly though it's like yep it's like our female characters have like cleverness like trickery buffoonery um powers yeah um yeah, distraction. Like, literally, powers that help deceive and, like, throw off more than, like... It is a form of defeat, but, like, the final... It's not the final defeat, you know? Yeah. Like, Jason fucking flying J- and having a big... End, that's the final defeat. And, like, yeah. it sucks even more that it's Jason. Yeah, I have, I have an important thing to say and a less important thing to say. I'll say the less important thing first. I cinematically wish Jason like slit his throat like the, just the way that like he grabbed him from behind like it's just like a very like cinematically like, something comes up from behind and like yeah. does like the throat cut moment mm. but he doesn't do that he's like and she body slammed him and I was like okay whatever um <laughs> I get it it's still young adult fiction um yes. but like like, be a little... like mid grade to young adult um yeah okay fine my more important thing to say is um, I feel like that's a lot tied up in how, like, misogyny paints women as distractions. Breach. Like, it, like, in, like, in a patriarchal mindset, in a world in which men are attributed the most value, women are distractions for men. Yep. T. That's how it's framed. That's not. That's not. That's not true. <laughs> just to be clear. Um, but like that. That that is just like something that's fundamentally tied up in. Like, and you see that in so many plot lines. But like, it's a big romantic um, book trope, or yeah. like romantic book and movie and like TV trope. Is that like, oh, uh, like he's a general in the army, and then he meets a pretty little peasant girl, and she's a distraction. Yup. So it's interesting how, like, then these, like, distractive, illusionary powers get tied up in mo- primarily female characters because you have those, like, seductress tropes. Mm. Um, and then, like, they can be used to empower characters at the same time as well. Like, it's it's interesting because, like, they're literally, like, it in being a power, it does empower a character because, like... That is what powers do. But, like, and then at the same time, it's, like, still fundamentally a chain in a lot of ways in that it's tied up in misogyny. And, like, that, like, Hazel doesn't get to be, like, fight, kill, hit, punch. Um, because, like, that's what, like, all the boy character, like, all the male characters in this have very violent, active powers. Except for Nico, we've talked about this. 
Yeah. Um, but like, even Nico like has sword, you know, like, um, but like all the girls have knives or they like ride a horse or they do like distraction powers or like they're, they're clever. Yep. Except for Raina. Girl boss. Girl boss with, she got like the spear action going on. But, um, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you do make a very good point. And the idea that, like, Hazel weaponized that, I have a lot of respect for. Yeah, it's, like, I'm very t- fundamentally tied up in the, the tradition of, like, the witch and the seductress. Yep. Archetypes. Um, but it's interesting because, like, Piper is specifically, like, more of the seductress specifically archetype, like, with the charm speak. And Hazel is more of a, like, trickster god in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. She, like, her like her power sets are more, like, akin to, like, Loki. Mm-hmm. And that, like, kind of, like, illusion magic. Um, and that's what, like, we when we meet Fasfi later, mm. like, that is, like, what her magic is. Um, so it's interesting. There's, like, a couple... I mean, and that's, like tied up into like Loki then is like a queer non-binary character so like those things as well I don't know so yeah no I I agree with pretty much everything you said and then Jason is there literally what is up with Jason in these books just playing a like he can fly role like, he does nothing but fly. Exhausted. Like, okay. give somebody else the power or something. So, I, I actually have a slightly X-Men related rant about Jason. Oh, okay. Here Let's we go. It. I'll take it. Here we go, folks. Storm would body Jason. True! In this essay, I will describe why Storm and Jason have the same powers, but Jason's an incompetent flop, and Storm <laughs> uh, would... Mistress of the Winds um, would fucking body Jason Um, because she knows how to use her powers Jason just does like do little fly little like one bolt of lightning Storm terraformed Mars Um, she can like literally create as much like lightning and wind at once as possible Jason like creates a little gust a little breeze (laughs) Um, like one bolt of lightning lame flop Storm would body Jason I do believe that technically he's probably immune to lightning strikes, but the thing about Storm is she's, even without her powers, she is still one of the best fighters, um, in Marvel Comics. Exactly. Like, that is, like, canon fact, that, like, she doesn't even need her powers to body anyone. Yeah. Jason, take away his flying. Take away his lightning. He, what is he? He can kind of sword fight. Not even sword fight as well as Percy. And Percy's like medium at best. <laughs> Unless he's invulnerable. And like then of course if, like then when he has like the, the, the curse of Achilles. Yeah of course yeah. when you can't get, get hit you're good. Right. You know like when you, you don't have to worry about being killed. It makes, you, make it, makes it a lot easier. Um, yeah. Jason I, I also... And I do think this fact actually embodies the fact that Jason could have been a better character. Just in the way of, like... Yeah. I don't think his powers are ever, like, really... I mean, 
I partially because they are OP, um, like on paper, that like they're never really fully realized. Even like we, because I'm just this was on my mind because like Hazel brings that up in these chapters is like, like wow, he can do a lot. Like he, like he can make storm. Yeah, he can he definitely can, make he a can storm. Make wind, so true. He can. Very powerful. Sure, flop. <laughs> yeah. The other distraction is Coach Edge. Oh my god, a distraction I forgot about. Not gonna lie, but I do remember it now. I'm gonna be honest. I have a lot of fun with that motherfucker. I think he's hilarious. He is very funny, but he's so unhelpful. He's so unhelpful, but I'm also like, is he causing that much harm? I don't know. I just like having him there. I think he's funny. I mean, I guess as we established a couple weeks ago that like, I guess like they do need a chaperone. Like, I guess that is responsible. Mm -hmm. Wrong choice. For sure. Yeah. But he's just—I don't know. I think he's hilarious. He—I don't know. He—he he was very like particularly funny in the in these chapters. Yeah. Here. Oh my god. It just—he gives. Um, why am I forgetting? Um, Hercules. Oh, Phil. Yes. He does. <gasps> he gives Phil. He does give him. Phil. In my mind, he looks exactly like Phil. So I think that's why I appreciate him so much. Is because I'm like, ah, you. You. That is true. That is, that is kind of the energy that he gives. Yeah. Um, anywhere else we saw distraction? No, other than the obvious places. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I just really appreciated your point about how like Hazel weaponized kind of like the Helena distractions things. Yeah. I thought that was. I I like that being the central kind of takeaway. Yeah. Um, and we'll obviously we'll talk more about her illusionary powers again a lot. Yes. Um, but I do really like that we're like starting to see like Hazel get a real arc and like period. My out. girl, so oh, happy for her. You did have um, thoughts about her conversation with uh, Pluto. Who me? Yeah. Oh, that was solely because Pluto mentioned pacify, but also. Um, am I a Pluto apologist? Like, not fully, but, um, like, he just seemed cool and sincere. It was, like, it was definitely a nice nice apology. It was actually really interesting because Hazel was like, I'm trying really hard for this not to, like, make me happy, but, like, it really does make me happy to get approval. And that was just, like, such a fundamental thing. It was like, no matter what you feel about your parents, like you might still be searching for their approval because like of like fundamental like societal yeah. shit. Human behavior. Yeah. Yeah. It was like sad but also like interesting and like also kinda nice at the same time. Uh there's a lot there. Yeah. It's just Pluto seemed like probably the most selfless Roman god in the way he was communicating with Hazel and like I was just like, oh shit, like you're not, um, just kind of the error. Like, you're not Zeus. Yeah. And it's refreshing They to know see, for sure. It's just refreshing to see a god be not Zeus, personally. <laughs> always. Literally always. Yeah. I feel like we haven't talked about Skyron at all. Oh, I feel Skyron. like we need to, 
but I just don't have many thoughts other than feet are gross and disgusting. Fucking disgusting. Yeah, he he didn't really have any. I mean, like obviously there's like the original myth and stuff, but he was really just like kick in this like chapter set. Very plot like, device. Yeah, like all he was was a kick and like gross feet. Yeah. yeah. He didn't really get much feet. Like like if you think about even like the a couple chapters ago. Like, I can't even remember his name. Trip. Trip. <laughs> I don't know why I knew exactly what you're talking about. Trip got, like, a whole... Because Trip was hot. Because Trip was hot, in Brave's opinion. But, like, Trip got a whole character build out about, I like, do his think... hopes and dreams, yeah. his past, what had been done to him. Skyrim just wanted to steal things. Yeah, his connection to the gods, and he literally just steal thing and feet, and that's, like, all he got. Yeah. yeah. I do think he would have been hot if not for the feet. Brayden. I can't even picture that... My thing. She's just got a pirate thing going on. Well, the feet were just so much for me. The feet, I would say, if not for the feet, the well, feet are too much, I just and can't I can't even imagine. I can't get past the feet. My thing is like, oh. if okay, if we if we must talk about Skyron, I don't have anything against him except for the feet thing. But if we must talk about him, if you get so distracted by trying to distract someone else that you get distracted, you were caught slipping off a cliff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mic drop. Like, I guess his thing did have a little bit of distraction in it, too, where it was like... Oh, yeah. I do think it was very clever. He was like, I swear on the river sticks that I won't shoot you. I will send you back down. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, because I will kick you. (laughs) It's like a funny, like, like his thing is like, he kicks. Yeah. (laughs) No, like, that's his, like, me last week. Infallible plan. Oh, my God, yeah. Me last week kicking Brandon by mistake. Yeah. By mistake. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> no. I did like he had, that he had pistols, though. Like, that was the first time we've seen guns. Like, not... Yeah, but, like, Clarice had guns. But, like, it was just, he like... He did have a gun. But... Piper essentially... I still think, like, often about how you mentioned that Piper essentially had a machine gun with that cornucopia. That that cornucopia sure. is a machine gun, and I do stand by that. <laughs> it's, like, very real... Like, if, she started, if she started wishing that bullets came out of that thing, like, it would, and then it was a machine gun. Like, because the thing is, like, at a certain point, if it's coming out at a high enough velocity, it doesn't really matter what it is. Like, if she shoots a bunch of, bunch of almonds at you at the same speed as a bullet, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. That gonna still debilitate. probably will kill you. Yeah, it's gonna debilitate. Imagine dying at the hand of a nut. Oh, people with nut allergies be like. (laughs) I'm sorry to all our listeners who suffer from nut allergies. No. (laughs) (laughs) Let me rescind that apology really quick as I'm saying it. Sass moments? Yes, let me get it. Um... I Skyron had actually some like really genuinely funny moments and I will I yeah, will give, give that to him uh-huh. but my moment is Coach Hedge um <laughs> use the catapult catapults cried Coach Hedge uh, sorry I'm gonna start over <laughs> use the catapults cried the coach P.S. Hazel Red don't even think about using your catapults Carson said the, the coach this guy is good <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so, it's such a stupid 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 joke and I loved it <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was very good. Mine is, um, Hazel concentrated. 
She managed to scar on the Lord of Bandits. She was looking down at a pathetic blonde-haired kid with, who was no threat at all. Just another defeated demigod about to become his victim. Made me laugh. Just because it was shit on Jason? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was fair. It was a funny shit on Jason, so. I agree. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Um, because there is just such a... Oh, there's so many. <laughs> ah! Um, wait, is this technically one of the chapters? Yes. Yeah. Stunning. Um, mm. Hazel woke from a nightmare, thinking, what is that smell? She found a furry rodent propped on her chest, staring at her with its beady black eyes. Nothing like waking up screaming, kicking off your covers, and dancing around your cabin while a weasel... <laughs> Well, <laughs> while a weasel scampers between your feet, screeching and farting. <laughs> it's the farting that really just like why was that a, that why was that added into the story? Because like, the way that Rick was so incessant on like, so it's a polecat, but she real stinky. Like <laughs> it's like literally such like humor from the first series. And we haven't seen humor from the first series in so long that when it's like, it's an anim- it's a fun, godly animal that fart, you're like, whoa. Like, you're just really not expecting that. I also can't get over it. The weasel was difficult to explain. <laughs> it, is, it is funny. It is very funny. Gail is just a fun little addition. Yeah. Um, Offerings. Gail. Yeah, but I was like, I had such a strong feeling mm-hmm. that that's what was going to come out of you. Oh, yeah. She's hilarious. Um, I got to give mine to my girl. Hazel gets mine. I I can't see anyone else to give it to but her as well. Um, I love I, Mine will not be going to Gail. <laughs> yeah, I think she only... Actually, no, I'm going to take a chance to give one to Piper. That's Annabeth. Oh, you're right. Was Piper even... Piper was in these chapters. She rode on um, Orion and said, um, yes. oh, yes. take a left, dive. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I do about that. And I, I honestly, I just like, I, I was like, uh, I'm here for the like Hazel Piper like yes. buddy cop moment. And then vote off. Should I just do peanut M&M's again to piss you guys off? No. No, you should fucking not. Mine is feet. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. I fucking too. hate feet. Um, if you're just going to do feet, I will do Skyron for his feet. Okay. Mm. I really want to do peanut M&M's. You could do Rick for writing about feet. Yeah, actually, he deserves that one. What myth was that based on? Like, that is so nasty. I, that is the pretty literal myth, but um, yeah, but we don't need to use all myths. No. Yeah, some of them can stay in the back. Some of them can stay out of the series. Right. Listen, we we all write first drafts. Sometimes we go back and and, and edit them. Drafts. Yeah, <laughs> and edit them. Really. All right, folks. That's all for this week. Join us next week where we'll be discussing chapters 29 through 32 through the theme of dependence. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a Redbubble store and a coffee account and a website. www.returntocamp.com See you next week.
Fuck feet. Fuck feet. See you next week. Chop off your own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>